0: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Krizzo. Yo, it's X. And today today I got my good friend, Drazen. Uh, He's a former D1 athlete, inspiring boxer, and entrepreneur. So, Drazen, how you doing, my guy?
1: I'm doing good. How about you?
0: I'm doing pretty good, man. X? Doing well. Doing well myself. Yeah, so you know, we brought him off for this uh, you know, podcast interview because he's uh, you know, like I said a good friend of mine and he's a, a entrepreneur and I you know, I like the way that he thinks and you know, just surrounding yourself with, you know, like-minded people is always like a uh, re- really important especially with the type of time that we're living in. So, you know, I'm just going to jump right into it, man. So, um tell us a little bit about your background you know, your, your upbringing and how you ultimately got into football.
1: Okay. So, um, I was born in Lexington, Kentucky. And then when I was about two years old, my family moved down to Atlanta, Georgia, and I got both of my parents and basically, uh, I just grew up around football all the time. Like all my brothers, they played football. My dad played football when he was in high school. So that was just like one of the natural things for me to like to do. And all of them were actually good at it too. And my dad was good at it. So I guess it came natural to be good at football. But my hard work took me to the next level because me being very undersized, like it's hard to get into like, big schools or even any school because like football, like that's a game, like a whole bunch of like behemoths, like some big people. Like, right? Yeah. So I think my hard work and my natural talent helped me with that. And besides football, like I've always like been into the arts. Like I remember when I was younger, I went to art school like for a few weeks because I I like drawing so much. My parents like, okay, we're gonna take you to art school. I didn't like that. So I stopped doing that. And then like growing up in elementary school, I was in different plays and like dances. So I would do things like that. And I never did a talent show show, though, but I could have. And then in high school, I had, Um, started, like, working on this clothing brand. It was just called Dax, though, and I was working on that, but then I just never, I don't know why I didn't follow through with it, but I just didn't, I guess I was just more so focused on football just being a one-track mind. And um, I would say my upbringing is pretty good. Like, it allowed me to, like, um, be who I am. Like, be a free person, think freely, have an open mind, you know, treat people good and have manners and things like that. And um, I would say I had a pretty good upbringing. Yep. All
0: right. Yeah, so that's. Oh. Uh,
2: so, so, what set you apart on, on the football side? Like, uh, you know, getting to a D1 school is pretty hard. What mm-hmm. set you apart from your competitors, from your teammates? What, what would you think?
1: I would say, um, I would say my heart and my quickness, because I would say I'm probably like one of the quickest people I know, like athletically, like whenever I go to like all different like football camps and things like that, we'll do this drill called a shuttle drill. And that's basically like based off your agility, and I'll always be in the top three. Everywhere I go, like nationwide, I was going to different camps so and I would be in the top three in I drill. And my heart, of course, cause like I'm already really a short guy going against these big guys. So you gotta have heart, like you gotta have some courage to even step on that field and put yourself in like different positions to be hurt and things like that. And then, like, when you're short, everybody's doubting you. So you got to have heart and believe in yourself to, like, keep pushing forward and do it anyway.
0: Yeah, man, I, I I definitely agree, man. Like, I can definitely relate. Like, my time in high school playing basketball, my heart was the biggest thing that I r- relied on. Like, I think I think it was Nate Robinson that said heart over height, you know, mm-hmm. like the uh, – the commitment that you put into the craft and the sport and like everything like that like like how can you hustle like my mindset was like okay I might not be the strongest I might not jump the highest but I promise you you know I'm always gonna be in the front of the line when we running you know I'm always gonna you know if we are running you know from you know suicides I'm always gonna try to be ahead of everybody so I can be noticed at least for, for my heart and for my, uh, you know, mentality to always trying to go out there and get it, you know, that Kobe mentality, you know, so I definitely relate to that for sure. So, um, um, so let's say, you know, you're a senior, right, in high school, how many mm-hmm. offers did you get and uh, why did you choose JU to uh, go play for?
1: Okay, so i probably, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was probably about, I probably got about eight or 10 offers and I got some walk-ons offers, but I wasn't going to walk on on to nobody like school because I had, I had too much self uh, value. I I thought I was way better just to walk on so in school and fight for a position because like I've been to those camps with those guys and like I outperformed them. People who had offers already. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna walk on. And um, the reason I chose Jacksonville, that was actually like by default to be honest because originally I was supposed to go to Florida Tech because I actually liked their school better. Like they had better um, like academics for my major which was mechanical engineering. Had a good engineering program, so I wanted to go there. And they cafeteria was real good. So people watching me, if they know (laughs) about J U. Cafeteria is not good at J U. So they cafeteria is good at Florida Tech. But um I had I was about to commit to Florida Tech, but then my one of the coaches that was recruiting me was like, um, yeah, so that SAT score you got, yeah, you qualified. But they just changed like the standard for the qualification, and I already took it two times, and I was like, "Nah, I'm not taking the AC the SCT again. Like, I don't want to put myself through that again." So, um, I just ended up coming to Jacksonville University in Okay I well, was uh How
2: was being on the Jacksonville University uh, football team? How was your time on that, on that squad?
1: Uh, It was, it was fun. Yeah, it was like, it was a new experience. Like I never been around like real playful and like horseplay all the time type of guys. Like the guys I was around, like we was more like mellow. So like that was a new experience just being in that atmosphere. And it was was actually, it was interesting too, um, being around other um, good athletes.
0: That's what's up. Now, actually, uh, sometime during your football career, you actually did go to Florida Tech. So did you go after or before the JU program ended? I went before. See, that man was thinking ahead. So (laughs) you being over there, and you heard and, and you hearing about the AJU the program ending, like, how did you feel about that during that time?
1: I was like, at first, like, selfishly thinking, I was like, ooh, I dodged the bullet. But then I started thinking about, like, my friends that were still there. I'm like, dang, like, they put them in a bad position. Cause, like, some people, like, football, like, that's their plan A, like, that's all they got, that's how they even in school. So it's like you take that away, that take away their motivation really for like almost life.
0: Yeah, so definitely. Was like, I was like dang, like that's tough. So but that's what that's what I was thinking. So and um, you know uh my friend Alvin, I remember he uh Alvin Howard from uh Florida Tech, he was on the football team probably. What, what number was he? Uh, I think it was either it's like seven or thirteen, something like that. But uh, maybe I'll probably remember if I saw. Okay, that. okay, okay. So, um, so you're over there, at Florida Tech, but you, but you came back to Ju. What made you want to come back?
1: Ironically, Florida Tech canceled their football program. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so, oh, like, they canceled it, um, that summer. That COVID hit, so 2020, like in June, they canceled it. And then I had um I got like a few um like places to go. Like some schools offered me, like, yeah, you come to my school. And I took one visit to Arkansas Tech, cause that was like my best offer, and they was pretty good too. So I went there and I wasn't really feeling the vibe. And I was like, I don't want to go play at a uh, lesser school than Florida Tech. So I was like, uh, I think I'm just, you know, stop where I'm at and just go back to JU because when I transferred to Florida Tech, it kind of put me behind academically with my credits because since I was like saying before, like their engineering program is really good. So they have like, they have more classes for the engineering program. So I was behind there but they said if I went back to JU that I would be back on track to graduate on time. So I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna stay in school any longer than I'm supposed to. So I'm going back. So, that's so how was it me. when you went back? Totally different. And I would say it was totally different because I was a totally different person. Cause like when I, for the tech, it was a different group of guys there too. Like, They was more, they seemed, I don't know, maybe because I was older too and everybody uh, else was older, but they seemed more mature and mellow. Um, I would honestly say like um, the way the team like structure was probably better at Florida Tech because we were probably winning more. And it was like a winning atmosphere. JU wasn't a winning atmosphere, so people were more serious at Florida Tech. And I don't know. I had built a better relationship with the coaches at Florida Tech, so um, I think I liked it better too because that. Because I actually talked to the coaches there.
2: What would you say about the coaching staff at uh, at Jacksonville prior to you leaving?
1: Um, I would say. They're pretty, they they're pretty good. You know, everybody nobody's perfect. Everybody got flaws. But um I think most of them found a good position after um the team got uh thrown away. So I'm glad they're in good positions. You know, I'm a little salty though at some of the at some of the coaches, you know, because you know I felt like I should have been playing more. And that's a, that's really the reason why I left, you know. But I yeah, guess I everything happened for a reason.
0: Yeah, real quick though, this is uh my friend Alvin probably he got the 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 Florida Panthers
1: uh see he tank. wasn't I, uh he wasn't on the team when I was there.
0: Oh okay, all right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> so um you know, getting back into gears. Um, so when you came back, you started getting into boxing a little bit and now you're pretty, like, pretty, I would say committed to it now. So what kind of made you, uh, like, get into boxing and, like, how, how was that transition from football to boxing? And, like, you know, like, like, were there some things that you didn't really expect? Like, you know, you know, like, how was that uh, process for you?
1: Um, I would say uh, the process, it went, it went, uh, I'll say, zero to 60, like, fast. Like, at first, like, I was looking, I'm naturally coordinated, so that helped me a lot initially, but I still felt very awkward with, like, the movements and everything, because I never, like, I, only, I probably only been in, like, two or three fights, like, growing up. Like, I never was in fights, so I didn't really know how to even fight. So then coming into boxing, it's a whole technique for fighting. So it was awkward. So at first it was real like discouraging because I've been good at everything that I've played. So um, it took me some time to like, just be like, just um, to just think like, just lock in, don't worry about like how good you are. Just make sure you're getting better every day. And at first, I was already thinking like that, not even taking boxing serious. Like at first I was just doing it for a hobby just to stay in shape because I wasn't playing sports anymore. But then, like as the months went by, people started saying that like, people started asking me like, do you box? Like for real, like you got any fights? And I was like, "No, like I'm just doing this for a hobby. right. Right. then like more and more people started telling me that and then I was um, sparring. Our friend Adrian in the gym, he was coaching me up, training me. And then my friend uh, Wake, who he boxed too, he would come down, we were sparring everything. And they would tell me like, I'm doing pretty good. I'm getting better and stuff. And then um, Wake kept asking me, he was like, you just gonna do it as a hobby? Like you ain't gonna try to go pro? Cause he- I learned. already
0: know, yeah, I already know.
1: So he was. And I was like, nah, I'm just gonna do it for a hobby. I'm gonna get an engineering job, you know, you know, make my money. But then I started. Then I graduated, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm young. I'm still in very good shape. I'm healthy. I'm I'm athletic. I've already been doing this boxing thing for a good amount of time, and I'm progressing pretty well. Like, let me try it out. So I'm in it. Like I'm going professional, probably like after next year. So I'm gonna be fighting all next year amateur fights. And I got a good coach, a real good coach, like Javante Take Davis, get trained by him. Like he for real. Yeah. So
2: and the, the quickness in the heart, Now, I mean, you were you're you're facing big guys, you know, football now and you got the speed. I think you'll do uh, I think you'll do very well. Thank you, thank you. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah,
2: without a doubt, without
0: a doubt. Good point. Also, too, um, I don't know if it was towards senior year, but you also started coming out with your clothing line. I still got that jacket. I need to go get I it. But I, it. yeah, I still got that jacket that you got. Uh, the neon green jacket is pretty fire. Thank so, you. what made you decide? Like, okay, I graduated, or I'm, I, you know, I'm a senior. I'm about to get this engineering degree, you know, and football just ended, you know, I'm doing, you know, uh, boxing. And then I don't know where you just come up with this, you know what, I'm going to just do this clothing line. Like, like, like walk us through that. Like what made you come up with a clothing line?
1: Okay. So I got a friend, he got a clothing brand and it's called, um, Southside SS by Kylie, y'all could um, look it up on Instagram. It's hard. So at first, uh, last summer I was um, trying to like, you know, just be more like um, different than everybody else. So I was like, I'm gonna just start wearing custom clothing lines or like clothing lines are, like people from my city. So I started wearing some of his stuff, and then. My girl, she was like, um, so I was thinking about, well, like, how can I save money? Because I just had started getting into investing. So I was like, how can I save money? She was like, you could start making your own clothes. Like, you're pretty fashionable. You got good taste. You can make your own clothes. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. And I told her, like, it was ironic because in ninth grade, I had started, started to make a clothing brand just called Dax. And so... I uh, finally, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll start a clothing brand. So I was trying to figure out a name for for my brand because Dax was just too plain for me. So I was like, you know what? I, I love my brother. I'll explain that later. So I love my brother and Dax is his name. So I would just put love in front of it with this font that I got on right now. And I was mm-hmm. like, that was fire. Like, okay, I'm going to go with love Dax. So then I just started making it like, it just happened like that. It wasn't to where, like, how can I make money? I started making it out of how to save money. And, like, people like it. So I was like, I can do this for real like, It's not a hobby, a side hustle. Like, I actually love making clothes. I actually love designing it. I actually love, I love the people's, like, reaction to myself. Like, dang, that's fine. Like, people actually like it, you know, and feel good when they wear it
2: love to see things come full circle so now your art stuff is is in the forefront as well i mean you still doing the athletic stuff but your art is in there and the freaking clothing line so uh, uh let's talk about the process of when you were in ninth grade when you had the when you had the like the, the starting idea of Dax. uh what was your i know were you half asking it was it just like a
1: idea that you had or what, what, what was it okay so um uh, so i'm gonna go over what Dax means to me so Dax. So I got four brothers and one of them passed away. His name was Dajon, but he was a rapper and his rap name was Dax. And I always say rapping was his way to express himself artistically and clothing is my way to express myself artistically. So that's like really the main thing behind like Love Dax and my whole message to so like why I'm doing what I do and um, hold on, Can you read? Um, say your question again, cause I don't want to. Yeah, no,
2: I was asking. So like when we were in ninth grade,
1: when you uh, we came
2: up with the original Dax, right? Uh, yeah. how was it? Like how was that process? Where did you make a shirt? Did you make? Did, how how did that process go along?
1: Okay, so um, so I had friends in high school. They had their own clothing brand, so I was like, okay, let me try mine. I started naming Dax cause my brother. Then I started playing with Photoshop and my uncle, he had a color brand before, so he kind of knew how to use Photoshop. So I was on Photoshop, you know, trying to figure that out. And that was very difficult and I wasn't determined to put this color brand out. So, you know, I was playing with that for a while and then I couldn't really figure it out. So I just kind of like gave up on it. So that like, it, I wasn't that, really, okay. it wasn't really a long process. It probably was happening for like <laughs> three weeks. So I'm trying to figure and, it out. I'm like, man, yeah, man. it was sometimes that happens. I hey, yeah. I, I've
2: I've I've been a, a, an entrepreneur since I was in seventh grade. I've made businesses that lasted what six months. <laughs> I've had businesses that have lasted a a minute, like you know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Thank you. But but one thing about you though, I will say it is though, you've always been a hustler, bro. Like <laughs> Like, when you was talking, I remember that time when you were selling those chains, bro. Yeah. You know? And I totally forgot about that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I yeah. remember he was selling those, those tennis chains. And, like, yeah. I remember I bought one, too. Yeah. You know? But, like, you know, that's just, you know, that's one thing, like, about you. You're like, you've always been, like, you know, how can I, you know you know, like, like, it's not, like, it's never really about the money per se, but at the same time, it's like, you know, okay, I have this source of income, okay, I got this, you know, side. you know, you know, what else can I do, you know, just always trying to, you know, playing around with, you know, ideas, you know, being more of a producer more than a a, a consumer, you know, and I feel like that's a problem with, most people mm-hmm. nowadays, they want to consume or they want to actually produce, knowing that, like, when you produce, that's when the mm-hmm. real results come in because you putting stuff out. And, you know, when you put stuff out into the universe, that's when you get, you know, stuff back in, especially if you're putting your heart into whatever it is that you do, whether, you know, whether it's boxing, you know, clothing line, selling chains, you feel know? me? So, right. you know... So, but uh, I want to get into a little bit about uh, investing. You know, you've always been like a big, go ahead. I just
2: got one question before we go <laughs> to investing is that I love Dax. So like, let's talk about that for just a little bit, just a tad bit more. Uh, okay. So now that you're like into it now, are you you working with
1: Photoshop again? Like what's going on with that? No, I don't use Photoshop pretty much. Um, like I just, you, I just hire artists. Okay. Pretty much. I'm like, I don't. Like, I don't really got to learn it, really,
2: per se. Right. Like, so really... If you can outsource it, hey, it makes it 10 times uh,
1: ten times easier. Right, but so, like, I design it in my head. So, like, I'll come up with something, and then, like, I'll, like, talk to it to my... Like, I'll talk to it about my girl. Like, we'll go about it. And then I'll be like, okay, we should do this, this, that, that. And then, like, we'll come up with a complete um, graphic... And then I'll try to explain, which is kind of very hard to do, like your own thoughts to where their artists can understand it and it come out exactly how you want it. Because it's not like I could transfer my thoughts. So I would say, yeah, I don't use it no more <laughs> because it's way too hard. <laughs>
0: All right, yeah. That. You want to put your energy more into other things that you can apply yourself, right? If, you know. If, Uh, I forgot who it was. I'm pretty sure it was Ford, right? You know, the the guy who created the uh, Ford model. He was never like an engineer. He wasn't really any of that. But he had the idea for it. So he outsourced, you know, okay, I'm going to get this designer. I'm going to get this engineer. I'm going to get this and bring like a whole team together. So, you know, as you build up your company and, you know, your business, you know, because at first you're doing everything right you're doing the design you're calling people you're trying to get everything together but as you start to grow and you get more income you can you know invest your time into growing the company and when it comes to certain projects you can you know okay graphic designer okay you know the uh you know manufacturer whatever so you know that's what's up so um you have a lot of uh celebrity, uh, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know, friends or endorsers or or what, like, I saw a couple photos with you on Safari, Rachel McQuinn at one point, like, what's up with that? Like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to see what's up with that.
1: <laughs> All right, so, um, my dad, he's like a big time real estate agent, and he sells, Houses and works with a lot of celebrities. So, um, my brand looks good. So, he's not afraid to like tell celebrities, like, yeah, this is my son, Coley Brand. Like, you know, he could give you some clothes and stuff. So, pretty much, I get all my connections with celebrities from my dad. That's yeah. what's up, man.
0: Yeah, man. Sh- shout
1: out to your dad, man. That's what's up, man. Real, the
0: GOAT. <laughs> right. <laughs> So um so yeah I w- so I want to talk more about the uh, investing side if 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 you're done with uh the uh, okay so you know you're pretty big you know now on social media you know I see you posting a lot about you know investing you know you're pretty big on investing and in financial literacy right like uh, I remember one story you posted like you had some like AirPods versus the Apple stock which is cheaper than this right and like you know and, and it just shows you like the the mindset you know even though I have you know you know headphones of course but mm. I also have stocks in Apple too as well so um, talk a little bit about that like like how did you get into like investing what do you look for when you're investing you know just what are your like overall thoughts about investing in general
1: Okay, so my overall thoughts about investment in general is that like that's like literally I would say the best thing you could do with your money because your money has really like it has value but the value of the dollar has been going down since like it's been put out like you used to like I would say, i get an example, like when we was younger, we could buy them little bag of like Frito-Lay chips for like $4 for one. But now you can only get two for like $1.25. And that's because inflation, but when you invest, it defeats inflation. Because when you invest into a good company on, in the stock market in particular, the value of your money is growing because the value of the company is growing. So you're beating inflation. So I would say in general, like that's probably the number one reason to invest. So you could be inflation your money's growing because you can't work, you can work your way, you can work your way to be rich, but that's gonna take away a lot of your time. And time is the most valuable thing that you have. Like it's not refundable. You can't exchange time for anything but value. So, you want know, all the time you got because time is value. That's the most important right.
2: thing for me, man, is time. Right. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, would you invest in like uh, funds? So, like, well, you know, it's a group that just has a whole bunch of different like uh, portfolios in their stock. Would you invest in stuff like that?
1: Um, Me, particularly, uh, since I'm young, I don't wanna invest in like, and index funds and ETFs because yes they're good and like they um produce a good return on your money like six to like ten percent. But since I'm young and I know it's way greater returns I could get, I invest in like in growth stocks and stocks that I know are gonna do good in the future and my money is safe, like Tesla, Apple, Microsoft, Nvidia, like blue chip stocks like that where you like you know you're not gonna go wrong with those
0: right yeah like with those type of stocks like like google microsoft apple tesla you know that that company is you know it's like it has to take something really big for that company to go under you know and with the pandemic we saw like like a mini crash with the stock market but Mm-hmm. ever since ever since then it's been going up, so like just holding your money and keeping it there is like the best way to go because you know that that you know it, like that company has the ability to recover right. you know it's not like some kind of you know a startup or some kind of new company that just that just came to the uh stock market you know it's 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 a company that has a strong foundation you know stockholders. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, I definitely agree with, uh, definitely that aspect. Now, you know, uh, similar to what your dad does, are are you looking to get into the real estate market for yourself along with the uh, future?
1: Oh, definitely. I'm definitely going to get into the real estate market. Once I build up my foundation with, um, you know, stock market and crypto and my clothing brand and boxing so like i plan on taking all the money i get from those things and putting it into real estate and like doing different
0: um ventures with my father okay okay that's what's up man so what are your thoughts on crypto so are you just like a bitcoin and ethereum guy for like the long term or are you like some of my friends you know they're like into like altcoins so like shiba dog you know doge and like like you kind of gambling but at the same time though if you get it right you get it right and you can right. see like really high returns so like what are your thoughts on that like are you more towards like the long term game or do you have a little bit of altcoins just in case something might pop off
1: um i would say i'm um, long term and i'm with the altcoins because there are some altcoins that's here to stay, you know. That's gonna be here, like for Web three, like for the rest of the time that we in Web three. So I would say, like definitely, when you're looking at altcoins, I would like really dive in and research and see like like what they're all about to see like if they're a credible company to invest in because like it's big potential because a lot of altcoins are very cheap and can go up really, really, really high, like into the hundreds and the thousands like Ethereum. So I would say just be careful with the altcoins you invest in and make sure it's not like a Ponzi scheme or like just people doing fraud and just trying to take your money. I mean, like, a,
2: lot of, a lot of people on TikTok doing that, man. They, they'll make a shit coin and then that thing will like, it'll hit its bubble and they're yeah. like, oh, peace out. Sorry about that. <laughs> Then yep. that
0: happened to the squid game coin, I think. <laughs> the squid
2: Game Coin. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna trust that one though, but yeah. <laughs> <That's>
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> People just trying to get rich quick
2: and they get uh, quick. It's crazy. Uh let's talk about a little bit of web 3.0, uh blockchain and freaking uh, NFTs. Okay, uh,
1: what are your thoughts on all that? Man, I got so many, so many ideas from NFTs alone, like, just dealing with my clothing brand. Like, there's so many things I can do. And like, they got all these um, virtual worlds, you know, so many ideas I could do my clothing brand just virtually with different world worlds and like with the metaverse and things like that. And blockchain, like, that's the future. Like, that's what everything's for Web3 is like built off of. Like everything's person-to-person, peer-to-peer, like how it was in the old, old like Vikings days. Like that's how I think about it. Like history repeats itself, but in a new way. And I think that's what blockchain is. (laughs) Are you gonna, are you gonna personally, this is a personal
2: question. Are you gonna trust the Facebook meta uh, universe? Are you gonna trust that? Or are you gonna go more for a decentralized? uh
1: you know web 3.0 uh a more decentralized because it's more freedom more way more things you can do without you know people watching over your back things like that but i like meta will strive will thrive though definitely yeah yeah like
0: like who knows maybe like two years from now we're gonna be having a similar conversation in person in the metaverse not yeah. through a, a computer screen and you know you know we, we got xavier you know he got his little box in my box and your box and like you know i'm i mean i'm 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 excited for it you know there's right. a lot of social aspects to it that's kind of like concerning but you know, that can be addressed. But as far as the technology goes and the opportunities, it's it's like, you know, it's like a vast, you know, land of opportunities, you know. So uh, I definitely agree that the metaverse is gonna be very interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the movie Ready Player One. I just uh, watched it. You just watched it. What do you yeah. think about it?
1: I feel like that's exactly, what can very, very much happen, but I, I mean Have you lie, have you seen Fortnite? Oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna say I just won't be allowed
2: for that to happen.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, have you ever seen? Have you seen Fortnite now? Like Fortnite, you got every character known to man in Fortnite now. You could you could legitimately play anybody nowadays. So that's already it's already starting to like look like freaking Ready Player One and like. That's how like Fortnite's making all their money now, because you can play as freaking anybody. You can play as legitimately anybody. Like anybody, like any Like character. you could play a Batman versus Naruto versus somebody else. Like,
0: like I could be Xavier in that.
2: Yeah, you could. <laughs> did I, did I. <laughs> that's
1: crazy. I right? see I'm not into Fortnite, but I'm into like what it's about. And like that's crazy that you can do that. Like it's. It's real serious. Like my little, like my little nephew be buying VC on 2K just to dress up his player. Like that's not real life. Right. <laughs> Don't spend your money on something that's not real life. But that's that's gonna become the norm for like even adults.
2: You know now video games are making deals with like movies and stuff like that. Like uh, sure. I think on Call of Duty, you could play as Scream or somebody. You could play as somebody else too. But like uh, in two K, you could play as the freaking Looney Tunes if you wanted to. So it's kind of weird, bro. It, it definitely already going to that route. It's already kind of forming itself, but low key sneaky in a sneaky way. Like I wouldn't have known if I didn't like, you know, see it on YouTube once, right? right. So yeah, it's getting wild out there. Yeah, yeah.
0: like there's even a um, a game. I don't know if it's a game. It's kind of like a social platform. It's called VR Chat where you can like same thing similar to what X was saying about the uh, Fortnite thing you can dress up as any character and you can like like move around in this kind of like uh meta world i guess and have conversations with people around like many like like different states different countries so i think i think it's pretty interesting and um similar to what you're saying about the uh, video game industry right the film and in the, in the video game industry, I feel like it's going to merge uh pretty soon with the uh, VR uh, thing. It's going to be more interactive. It's going to give the uh, audience more of a uh, hands-on experience versus just watching it, whereas you being a part of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, saw the, uh, I don't know if it's like a movie. See, like, this is the thing. I don't know how to, I don't know what to call it, a, a movie, a game or what, but it's <laughs> on Netflix. It's called uh, uh Black the, Mirror,
2: the Bandersnatch,
0: the uh, Bandersnatch Black Mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So you're watching the movie, but during like certain scenes, you get to choose which which way your the uh, character, the uh, main character in the movie, goes, and then you you enter in like an alternate uh you know, uh, reality of where that movie might head towards. It's going you know, it's completely different than the actual, you know, whether somebody right next to you. So like, let's say you're watching, you know, like let's say you're at the movie theaters or you're at home, you're watching this movie. You know, when the movie ends, you take it off and like, oh man, it ended so awesome, man. My, you know, my hero got the girl, man. He was riding off in the sunset, and yeah. and your friends like man, my player died, man, you know, <laughs> or something like that, so I feel like, you know, it's gonna be very interesting to see where things go as far as, like, video games, films, and also movies, I mean, movies, but but also music as well, because with artists, artists are always looking ways to interact with their fans, looking ways to, you know, how can they put, you know, their brand and their stuff out there, so similar to, like, the Travis Scott, Ariana Grande, that was, you know, they were performing at Fortnite. I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that in the future as far as, like, artists and music and musicians go. So, I mean, you know, I'm excited, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, again, there's some complications when it comes to the social aspect, like, you know, people, like, we're already addicted to our phones, mm-hmm. so it's just like, what does that mean when you're completely submerged in the artificial reality you know like you know so i feel like we need to establish like a good balance between it you know so
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah um
1: yeah let say the addiction rate in the metaverse is gonna be higher than like just people right like, right now using their phones like some people on their phones like longer than they sleep like people on their phones like 14 hours a day doing nothing just they say mindless scrolling like yeah. but then when you're actually in the metaverse that's not mindless at all so yeah you gonna be crazy in there it, re- it really is gonna be crazy because number one just if we're talking about
2: just facebook in general they know uh they know every pattern that you make so if they know every pattern that you make and what's gonna keep you on the longest they're gonna know what's gonna keep you on the longest there right they're going to they're gonna get people, bro. It's going to be like, uh, it's like an anime I saw back in the day. It's uh, they play, it's a sword art online. That's what it's called. This guy's playing a video game. They put this thing on. It's like, hey, they, they basically trapped in that thing. So mm. it's going to be rough, but uh, I think we'll, I think we'll push through it. though. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Still got some same people who like to freaking box and freaking you know, <laughs> do business and uh, play football and stuff. So we'll be perfectly fine. Uh, I think society would be just fine.
0: yeah yeah Yeah, definitely so so like everything that's going on in the the world that's negative and everything like that is it's kind of hard to you know for some people at least kind of hard to disconnect from you know the news the television whatever that you see on social media so my question is to you how do you um keep a level-headed mind and continue to remain focused on your craft like like how do you block out the noise and how do you have that tunnel vision as far as whatever it is that you have planned either for the day for the week the month like how do you not get uh derailed from you know the outside noise
1: um I would say I talk to myself a lot like just say just tell just like continuous affirmations to myself like this is gonna happen that's gonna happen. Like you're gonna be good. You'll get all everything you want. Like just keep going. Like, don't worry about where you're at right now. Just know you're progressing every day. And I just basically talk to myself all the time. And um, I remind myself of why of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that helps me a lot too, because like I don't have a family right now, but I will. So if I do everything I need to do before that time comes, I'll be prepared when the time comes and I'll be less stressed I'll be able to be happy. And yeah, that's pretty much it, you know? And I got a lot of um, good, strong headed people around me, you know, that keeps encouraging me even when when I do have self doubt and like just um, question myself. So that's pretty good too. That's good to hear.
0: Right. yeah I agree like a lot of times for me too I also like you talk to myself whenever I'm alone, you know I'm not walking the street like what the fuck Chris like you know you know to see crazy or whatever, but whenever I'm in my room or I'm chilling or whatever I do talk to myself too as well, try to regroup, try to you know disconnect too as well you know I'm always getting notifications on my phone, so I do that too and I also found to a lot of successful people talk to themselves too as well like Diddy I remember watching an interview he said that he you know even to this day talk you know talk to himself whenever Mm. he needs to figure out something because you know you are your you know favorite friend and your worst enemy at, at the end of the day and I also like the thing that you brought up about you know having the right group around you you know because they say you are the average of the five friends that you hang around you know that you hang around with so you know having that right circle that good support team you know and 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 keeping yourself you know uh focused on what you need to do you know whether that's your affirmations whether that's boxing whether that's you know anything right just re reinforcing that uh, uh mindset and that mentality to keep you going because it's really easy to uh you know derail from whatever it is that you know like man nobody bought my shit you know like man nobody listening to my music you know it's very hard to you know get discouraged you know it's like man I, you know maybe it's not really worth it but to keep yourself you know meditate affirmations you know working out you know just keeping your your spirits up especially in time like this is really important so you know kudos to you man thank you
1: word word
2: word well i have one question for you man uh we already know what the future kind of looks like but let's talk a little bit about some amateur boxing like what what is what does your next six months look like boxing wise uh you know business wise whatever
1: okay so i'm gonna start off with boxing so boxing the next six months looks like so december um I'm gonna start going to the gym like way more because come January, like I'm doing my first amateur fight. So, January, like I already go to the gym every day, but I'm gonna start going twice a day, you know, and start doing more running so I could be at tip top shape because I don't, I don't ever want <clears throat> to in my life at, at anything. Even I don't even like to lose like just sparring. And that's just practice. So, you know, I'm gonna get myself a tip top shape for that. In the next six months, I should be fighting two times every month. So, you know, I'm gonna be getting my name out there, like in the boxing industry, you know, gain some fans, um, get some managers and promoters looking at me. And um, that's pretty much it on boxing. Then we love Dax. Right now, um, you know, I'm getting some things together. Like, I already got designs and stuff ready for next year that I made last year. Like, not even this year, I made last year. So, you know, I'm tidying uh, those things up. And, you know, I'm trying to find new artists, you know, to work with, to expand, you know, because, you know, um, I'm – I like at a low level right now but like to get to a high level you got to work with people that's already up there if you can't find nobody that's down there like with you you know try to come up so I'm just looking for artists that could help make my brand look more like official and like more of like who I am like as a person like I want my stuff to be fly like in the malls, like, you know, like, um, I want my brands to be like Kanye's. So I'm just trying to find people who can help me be Kanye, basically, in my own way. We're eventually better than Kanye, but we'll see. Um, And then with investing, I'm I'm getting into crypto. You know, I just bought some of my first crypto today, actually, Um, Avalanche. Avalanche is, oh, you know, that's a, I was, I'm not a financial advisor, but I like Avalanche, (laughs) you know, you should look into it. Um, I plan on, you know, uh, just starting to invest every month, because usually I just wait for the stock to get in my buy zone, then I go in. But I'm gonna continue to do that, continue to do that, but I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna start dollar cost averaging is what they call it when you invest every month. So I'm gonna start doing that. And um, that's pretty much what I'm doing on the investing side and I'm learning DeFi. That's like, that's that would be like a whole, like five interviews to explain DeFi, but you know, I'm looking into DeFi. Like, that's a good way, I would say, to, like, make your money grow without getting, like, banks involved. And you could kind of, like, live for free if you learn DeFi. So I want to learn a lot more about DeFi on the financial side of things. But that's pretty much what I got going on, like, externally.
0: Okay. I feel that. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely look into DeFi because that sounds pretty interesting. I going to lie,
1: Adrian. Nobody read his book. Good. See, it's very informative about that's DeFi. Gonna,
2: Yeah, that's gonna be a we got a podcast with Adrian pretty soon too. So right. know, without yeah, a doubt, we that's definitely awesome. talk about that yeah, coming up. Uh, and, um, oh, you going, Chris. Oh, sorry.
0: I was, I was just wondering, uh, like what is Avalanche? Is that a coin? Is that a wallet? Is that an exchange? Like, like, like what is um, that?
1: Avalanche. That's a coin. And it's a wallet. Okay. So you can have an Avalanche wallet and you can have the Avalanche coin. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's going to end there like people really like them because, you know, when you like um, exchange different coins and the main ones like Ethereum, like their network, Ethereum network, they have these things called gas fees and... It's basically like a fee on like whatever you want to do using Ethereum and it's very high. It's
0: Tell me about it,
1: bro. Tell me about it, bro. Just put the <laughs> NFT, on NFT. Yeah. The Avalanche, like their fees are very um, affordable and low, like it costs you like cents. So uh, I right, like Avalanche. Okay. Um, I had one
2: question. I have one last question. Um, how would you say football uh, helps and the other aspects of your life? How did football, like just being in football, working hard, like all that?
1: So football, and, um, that built discipline and toughness, I would say, and like being able to work with a team. And like, but discipline really, that's really huge because a lot of people can do a lot of things, a lot of great things, but they don't have the discipline. So it never gets done. So I feel like discipline, has really helped me just been able, being able to stay focused and being able to refocus when I'm not focused. And it helps me, um, you know, I would say with mental toughness, because like, ah, uh, like I don't feel like going to work out, I don't feel like going to the gym. Cause I already live 30 minutes away from the gym. So it's like, dang, I don't feel like going there, but my discipline's like, you gotta go there. And then my discipline works in, um, with investing, like I could, of course, I could like, I could buy like a whole bunch of like clothes, you know, being out of drip and things like that, but that drip, it's not, that's not going to be nothing in 10 years, even five years, even, it might not be nothing in the next two months. So like, why put my money in something that's not going to grow? So Discipline helps me with my decisions to invest instead of um, buying to think, buying to liabilities, you know, buy assets. And then I would say discipline hasn't been helping me with my clothing brand though. Like I haven't been putting as much effort as I need to in it and like, you know, posting all the time. That's real big to like just stay in your consumers and your um, People's faces, you know, keep them you know, keep your brand on their mind. So, I could definitely use my dis. I need to use my discipline to do more, so better at
0: that. And I'm I, I'm really glad that you even brought that up. That the fact that you're lacking in you know discipline with that, because a lot of times people just like, yeah, you know, I, I got this, you know, I, I you know, like you know, it, it just shows the uh, humbleness. Within you, you feel. Yeah. Me? I feel like you always gotta be humble. You always gotta recognize and and say, whenever in 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 any aspect in life, whenever that you're lacking, and and, and you know don't have that pride in you. To, no, I'm not lacking, you know, because then you're never really gonna grow. So yeah. you know, kudos to you to to really, you know, be a man and and, and say like, you know, I, I I need to put more effort into into this. Um, but one question I had was, uh, it's like an idea that I had. So like, have you ever thought about putting, uh, you know, as far as like your shorts go, like when you're boxing, you know, into, you know, your clothing line, like your clothing line into the boxing so that when you're boxing, you got your love Dax on your, uh, shorts.
1: Definitely. Like that's, that's like a part of my plan. I would say like, cause the way I look at it is. I know my clothing brand gonna take off, but what's gonna make it take off? Like, it's either gonna be someone famous wearing it and then it pops, or I'm gonna become famous and make it pop myself with boxing and even just, um, I don't know, being myself, but I will say more so boxing. Cause like, when I box on TV, when that happens, and I got on my brand, they can be like, "What's that?" And then they go look to it, and then they not go just want to buy my stuff because it's fly. They go want to buy my stuff because
0: they support you. me, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, ain't too many uh, amateur boxers having their own clothing line. You know, like when I think of boxers with clothes, I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, you know, Money Mayweather that got his little, you know, brand. You know, so mm-hmm. that's uh it really shows your mindset. And you also brought up Kanye too, man. Like for me, uh Kanye has always been like a big inspiration for me with his music, my mindset and everything like that. And um yeah, you know, uh did you see the uh interview he had with uh, uh Drink Champs? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, really really my uh mind mind uh opening. Yeah. And like you also uh your latest uh instagram post you had a little snippet of him talking about how his you know how his mind thinks you know he doesn't think black and white he he thinks very three-dimensional right you know he he take things and he you know he finds how they're like uh
2: like correlate yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah core you know exactly so you know uh yeah, Kanye. You know, I I feel like he's inspiring a lot of people, and uh, yeah. Do you listen to Kanye? What do you listen to? I'm 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 curious on what your what you know. What I'm saying, what's in your playlist, man? I, you know, what I'm saying, I want to know that.
1: Let me, just, let me pull on my phone real quick. Let me go there.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: So um, I'm listening to Sa Baby. He' an artist from Atlanta.
0: Bro, you um, used to always play that, but I totally man, <laughs> I forgot
1: about that, man. Used to put me on. Yeah. I remember that. Uh I'm listening to Young Thug, uh, Nardo Wick, Larry June, um, Cardi. Yeah, like, but I'll say Cardi, Playboy Cardi, that's probably my favorite artist. Like, I've been listening to Playboy Cardi since I was in seventh grade. Oh wow. Yeah, everybody on, on them now, everybody's like. You listen to Cardi, like he's weird. You're weird. I'm like, so man, like, now, now look, now look what happened. Like. Hey,
2: Cardi's been the soundtrack for many summers already for me, man. I, I love Cardi Brent. For real. Cardi's a, a, a good artist, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I, I like Cardi too, man. I, I really like the beats that he be getting on. You know, that's yeah. what do it for me. And the fact the way he's able to really compliment. Uh, the beats, yeah. like, like, his, like his voice. Yeah. Like his voice is kind of like another instrument to the beat. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's really uh, melodic. And, and I really, you know, like when I listen to play Cardi, it's more so the vibe and it's more so the feeling. It's not right. really like, well, oh yeah, the bars, what he's saying or whatever, like, like, like now, nah. like you have to understand the artists and where they are coming from. You can't put Every artist into one box. So the yeah, I mean, first I, time I really- heard,
2: first time I heard Cardi's probably 2016, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Dang, this sound like the future!" Like I just, <laughs> I just like that was the first thing I like. I know that make no sense, but I'm like, "Yo, this just sound like the future." And I always keep telling my friends that, and they're like, David, you're fried."
1: But I'm like, "No, nah, man, <laughs> you sound like the future, man." <laughs> now all the all the new artists coming out underground be trying to sound like him and everything, and his like have the same type of beats and everything.
2: Like yeet and freaking um autumn stuff, people like that. But yeah, without a doubt, man. Chrizzo, I think he did a solid job today, my friend. I think he did a really good job at point guard. Eh? D, what you think? You do, you think you did all right Job?
1: Yeah, I think I did pretty good. You know, this is only my second interview, so I'm still I'm still getting used to um answering questions on the spot, you know, being um articulate with my words and things, cause. I'd be excited for things like this. So, like, when I get excited, I'll be stuttering. So, I'll be making sure I don't stutter things like that.
2: <laughs> oh, no, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, we'll definitely have another catch up with you. Like, so that's kind of our whole MO. We want to catch up with the people. We want people to understand, oh, this is a friend of ours. Like, you know, I didn't really know you that much, but I knew you on campus. I respected you, man. So, but <laughs> I knew I was going to those guys. So, without a doubt, we'll have another meeting. We'll have another interview, and I think sure. it'll work out. And, uh, Chris, yo. You wanna you wanna lead us out, man? What you wanna do? You got
0: another uh, question? No, nah, I get, no nah, I got no uh no more questions. You kind of already you know summed it up, but um, but yeah, man, I really appreciate appreciate you. See, I be stuttering too, um, <laughs> you feel me? But I really appreciate you coming in, you know, giving your time out your day, and really hopping on, you know, the podcast and really. You know, giving your insights about you know your life and like what you got going on, so you know uh shouts out to you but uh man, it's kriso
2: and it's X, and yo dude, we gotta we gotta get you hooked up with that man fair play by the way, shout out to the guy fair play okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, that man is a boxer he he know all different types of uh, we'll we'll talk about this later, but yo it's it's on with
1: you guys, yo, I appreciate y'all having me on. It was very, it was a good
0: interview, I liked it, it was a good vibe, good questions. the flow, real good.